Good evening, brothers and sisters. How are you today? So today is the last lesson of this uh, term. Uh, then next week we'll just continue with the next term. Yeah, uh, because 9 of August, last I checked, is a public holiday. Yeah, so instead of having a having a break, yeah, one week, then we have one lesson, then after that break again. So instead of doing that, we just continue and then have the national day break. Yeah, then we will continue as per normal. Okay. So where did we stop? We finish. Uh, we finished last week, right? Yeah. Did we manage to go into the man? No, huh? Yeah, so today we'll go into man. Yeah. Man is uh, typically translated as conceit. Yeah, conceit. In some places, they translate as ego. Ego. So ego, uh, the word ego is uh, more common. Yeah, it's more common among uh, most people. The word conceit, maybe common, maybe not so common. Yeah. So I think among uh, among Singaporeans, it is quite common for us to say, "Oh, his his ego very big." Uh. So, if a person say, oh, he's very conceited, yeah, it actually has the same meaning. Uh, but we may feel like, oh, this one England powerful. Huh? <laughs> yeah, but it has uh, basically the same meaning. Yeah, so, <coughs> last week we finished chi, uh, which is the, the uh, third of the uh, primary defilements. And uh, the first three defilements is also what we call the three uh, roots uh, or, or three roots of evil or the three poisons. Oh. So from the from chi, yeah, or from delusion or uh, ignorance then actually we can say that it gives rise to this conceit. Yeah. Having the ignorance of, of how things are, we don't see clearly, we don't see that uh, the, the so-called self or I uh, is, a, is our own fabrication. Yeah. So if we don't see then what do we see? We perceive an eye. Yeah? We perceive an eye, whether consciously, yeah? whether uh, through words, through speech, through thinking, uh, we identify with this as me, that as me, and so on. Or, in a very um, subtle but very deeply entrenched manner, we have this sense of I, this is me. 
So this conceit, this conceit is referring to that very deeply entrenched uh, form. Uh, But there are many different uh, aspects of it. Let's take a look. So man, shi ji yu ta gao ju wei sing. So, depending oneself uh, upon the other. Uh, so, gao ju wei sing. So, this is talking about how uh, for, for this conceit, um, in a way, it's trying to say that it's with reference to others. Yeah? First of all, it's with reference to others. Uh, but there's actually one aspect of this conceit that is lesser to do with others than uh, so-called ourselves. Okay, let's take a look. Huh? So, Gao Ji Wei Sing literally means uplifting. Yeah, but here is uh, basically boosting ourselves yeah, by nature. The nature of, of conceit it is to boost ourselves. So in brief, uh, it can obstruct uh, non-conceit. Obstruct non-conceit and it can give rise to uh, suffering. Its function is it gives rise to suffering. Or you can look at it another way and it is that what does it do to us? It gives us suffering. Mm. Yeah, so if you just look at the statement the opening statement, uh, then we should know clearly that uh, our conceit, our ego, uh, bring us no good, huh? bring us harm, bring us suffering. And if we consider the last time we got upset, we got angry, uh, there's a high chance that um, it is indirectly or directly due to our conceit or ego. Uh, But how is that to be understood? In what way can we understand that as conceit or ego? So... uh, on a day-to-day basis, we don't uh, we don't think, oh, I have conceit, I have ego, yeah. Uh, we don't think in that way. Uh, when we quarrel with someone, or we are, we have an argument with someone, we don't think, hmm, this is my conceit at play. So think about the last time we have a conflict, an argument with someone. Uh, disagreement with someone. Uh, how was it like? Yeah, how was it like? Did we have disagreement with that person? Uh, what is in disagreement? Uh, we may argue or have disagreement about a lot of things. Yeah, but in the end, uh, it often boils down to. Um, disagreement in views 
Yeah. Or we disagree in terms of how we do things. But what does it all boil down to? It boils down to this is my view, that is your view. This is my way of doing things, that is your way of doing things. This is my opinion, that is your opinion. Mine versus yours. Yeah. It, it almost inevitably boils down to mine versus yours. So when we talk about man or conceit, conceit, uh, it's quite a big word, huh? And when you talk, if you think about ego, we seldom, yeah, <laughs> most people seldom think of themselves as this is ego. But what is actually ego? Ego is this sense of self, and in reference to the self, what is belonging to the self? Yeah, you identify that this belongs to the self. And the self is important, so this ownership is important. How dare you challenge this, this, this that belong to me? And that's why when we are in a meeting, and then a person, two person are having disagreement, uh, it is quite common. Not always, but quite common. If let's say person A and person B are in disagreement, yeah. They're having disagreement. And for most people, not all, if a person is on good terms with person A, yeah, uh, most people will feel obliged to defend person A's stand. Yeah, most are not all. Uh, who would not defend it? Yeah, who would defend based on who is right and wrong? Uh, only if a person is very impartial. Yeah. And that's why we have this term impartial. Yeah. If the default is everybody will defend what is right and what is and def- and dismiss what is wrong, then we don't need a word called impartial. Yeah. And we won't have to have a word called playing favorites. Yeah. And for that matter we don't have to think of the question of siding taking my side. <laughs> Can, can you see how just from ego so actually so many things are related to ego to conceit yeah. so when a person if a person say so what if so what why what, so what's the big deal about learning about no self yeah what is the applicability of Buddhism in everyday life uh, can you see how it is so intimately uh, linked to our everyday life. Forget about thinking of, oh, I want to attain arahanthood. Yeah, just look around ourselves. All those, what we call, Sesame Street problem, uh, <laughs> uh, Sesame Street and the green bean <laughs> problem. Uh, yeah, all these so-called small little problems. If you, if we can tackle the ego. All these are gone, you know. Yeah. All these are gone. Mm. So let's take a look. Yeah. Because high-grade,与书圣的功德法和有功德的人，心不牵下. Yeah. So <coughs> this is the 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 f- further explanation. So before we go further. 
um, the text here, uh, it emphasizes the seems to emphasize more on the the the, the outcome, the or the impact. Yeah, the impact of conceit. Yeah. So later we'll go back to what exactly is conceit. Oh, it's actually among the different categories. Yeah. So first of all, because within the mind we have <coughs> um, uh, this self uh, self uh, effacement. Yeah. So you you blow yourself up. Uh, yeah. That means you make yourself bigger than what what you really are. You make yourself higher than what you are. Yeah. Uh, in what way? Yu Su the Gong De Fa. Yu Gong So, with regards to uh, those things that has merits, those Dharma, those teachings, or for that matter, uh, phenomena. Uh, activity, things that people are doing, yeah, including the people themselves, those that are meritorious, yeah, have virtue, yeah, uh, who are worthy. Okay, with respect to all this, sing bu qian xia. So we are in the heart. The person uh, has no humility towards those who are virtuous, those who have merits. Why? Because the opening verse, in gauji, <coughs> bloated ego, huh? in a mind, oh, I'm so high. Oh, who are you? <laughs> so as a result, uh, encountering those who are meritorious, those who have virtues, have merits, yeah. or when you see someone doing something that's meritorious, the person ah, in the mind, in the heart doesn't give rise to uh, a sense of humility yeah? or from humility, reverence yeah? instead with the, maybe the nose literally up in the sky and then, you know uh, turn away from this yeah? so this Sing Bu Qian Xia many years back uh, one of the senior he 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 shared with me this. Uh Om Yao Shesi Fova Yao Shi Sing Chiu Jiao. Yeah. Shi Sing Chiu Jiao. So of course in terms of the words one can understand. Uh, it basically means that if you want to learn the Dharma or for that matter anything, uh, we must uh, we must request for teaching uh, humbly. Yeah, related to this yeah. So at that point in time when I heard it, conceptually, intellectually, I understand. Uh, but to tell you all very honestly, <laughs> in my mind, I can't. Uh, I can understand why one must do that. But at the same time, I wonder why must one do that? If I, if you want to teach, teach lah. You know, <laughs> I had this kind of mindset last night. Yeah. yeah. 
so over the years, ah, I start to appreciate. Yeah, because if a person, let's say, if a person is trying to learn something, on the, uh, on the surface, or on the, uh, in terms of what the person say, ah, I want to learn. Okay. Uh, but inside, if inside, don't think that this person has something that I don't have. Take for example, okay? This this person who say they want to learn, think you are just my equal. Or think that you are actually lower than me. Then as much as a person can say whatever, um, the, the mind is not ready to learn. Whatever good things, whether liberally teachings or uh, supramundane dharma, whatever the person can offer, uh, the person who who lip service say I want to learn, but internally actually have the mindset we are just equal, or uh, I'm superior than you. It's not ready to learn. Just cannot learn. Uh, I've seen several uh, students over the years. Uh, some of them start off this way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> tell you one funny story. There was a long time ago. I was invited to give a talk at Lavender. At the end of the talk, one uh, elderly lady. Some of them stayed back to ask questions. One of them was an elderly lady. So she stayed back. Then she came forward and then she talked to me. And she said, Oh, Venerable, I must confess to you something. So I said, Why? What happened? And she said, I must confess to you. When uh, initially, when you came in, I looked at you and I have this talk. This is such a young monk. What can I learn from the from this monk? <laughs> yeah, she she had this thought. Then she thought, "Am I? I'll sit and see what happened." Then, so she then said, "Oh, after the talk, I I have learned from you something. Uh, can't remember that whether he said she said learn a lot or not, but." <laughs> But she said, "Oh, she's mistaken." Yeah, so she she did this confession. Uh, so for her case, uh, in a way, it's good because although she started off with that mindset, like, "What can I learn from this young person?" But she still put that aside. Sit. Eh? It also means that she was able to put that aside. There are some people who may sit through. And the, the the mind is just blocked. Uh. So you can sit through the whole session, but in the end you feel like, ah, this one I also know, that one I also know. <laughs> yeah, uh, then, not possible to learn. And there are also, also those who, who, with this mindset, uh, then they will, they will drop off. Uh, of course, for me personally, after all these years, see students come, students go. Huh? Yeah. Uh, I always have one one word to say, one word to say, which I remember from my teacher. He always say, uh, 
我们法云寺，呃，三门没有上座，呃，欢迎你们来学习，你们要下山也可以可以去，啊，唯一就是下山要继续学习佛法。Yeah, so he says, our monastery in U.S. the Fayyan Monastery,、uh, the the mountain gate, literally mountain gate, <laughs> yeah,、uh, is not locked. We welcome you to come, and if you need to leave, you are welcome to go. The only criteria is, or the only wish is, when you go elsewhere, continue to learn Dharma. Yeah, yeah. I can say that today I really feel that way. And because not everybody have the conditions to learn from one another, yeah. So what is the condition to learn? Actually, 心不迁下 This is a counter condition. Yeah, humility is a primary condition. It's a one of the key condition for a person to learn. Yeah. In my、uh, in the, in the past, maybe、uh, coming to ten around. Yeah, ten, ten years, odd years. I've seen、uh, some young kids. Yeah, they're not stupid. They're they're quite smart, and that's the problem. <laughs> they're too smart. <laughs>、uh, so they feel that they are smarter than the teacher.、Uh, now I, I mean, I've heard others in the past warn us about this before. Don't think you are so smart. I always feel like, hey <laughs> and I, I cannot. When I was a kid, I cannot appreciate why they say this. Yeah, don't think you are so smart. Yeah, or Chinese have a saying, 聪明反被聪明误 Yeah, there are a lot of levels of understanding. With respect to conceit,、uh, it has that、uh, that meaning. That if a person is so considered, then you cannot learn from the others. Yeah, there are so many other stories, yeah, including the one of pouring water, pouring tea. Have you heard of that story? Yeah, the the overflowing tea. How many of you have heard of the the story? Ah,、uh, majority ah.、Uh. So those who haven't heard, you all stay back later. I tell you. <laughs> so. 由此流转生死，受诸痛苦。所以说，生苦为业。嗯，所以由此流转生死。所以，呃 ，because of this 此，由此 ，this 此 is not refer not referring to 不迁下 ，this 此 is referring to 慢 ，because of conceit， yeah， because of conceit。Then one、uh, goes goes、uh, wanders wanders on in this、uh, samsara、yeah? cycle of birth and death.、Mm. So,、uh, and because of this wandering through the cycle of birth and death, so do tonku. Yeah, one would experience.、Uh, All the various、uh, pain and suffering. So, so he said, "Sen ku wei ye," and hence that is why it said that this conceit, the function is, you will give rise to 
suffering. So on a one per life basis, you can see within our own life how conceit can give rise to suffering. But in the macro view, uh, it is also conceit, yeah, together with ignorance that propels us from life to life. Yeah. Uh, how is this so? Why is it a conceit uh, give rise to that? Yeah. Conceit is basically this sense of an I, a self, attachment to this. Yeah. Uh, it's actually below that uh, number four. Yeah. So uh, we'll leave the explanation later. Oh. So. <clears throat> 不慢就是善心所中的禅之体分所舍。So, non-conceit here um, uh, must be careful. Uh, on first reading, you may conclude that oh, uh, non-conceit is the, is basically the uh, basically what we call uh, shamefulness. Uh, that that statement is not saying that. Uh, it is saying that. The um, the chan, yeah. So chan in front there is the wholesome, yeah, the wholesome mental concomitants. So you have the chan and the quick. So one is moral dread, the other one is uh, what was that? Both are both are that. One is shame, one is embarrassment kind of uh, thing. Shame and moral dread. Yeah. So uh, this is saying. This is saying that the puman, puman, yeah. So non-conceit, non-ego, is encompassed, yeah, encompassed by that quality. Yeah. When you have uh, a sense of shame, yeah, uh, basically it means that you know that oh, uh, you there are things that you shouldn't be doing. Uh, ergo we are still not enlightened. We may still do stupid things. So, we must uh, uh, we must not be uh, lax. You know. So, it encompasses this quality of non-conceit. Yeah, non-conceit. Mm. So, 若从众于他就不起慢了 yeah, So, if we value others, if we have reverence towards others, have respect towards others, yeah. if we think highly of others, then conceit, this conceit wouldn't arise. Yeah. So, uh, So, conceit uh, is... So, first of all, conceit and non-conceit, they are opposites. So opposites obstruct each other. Oh. So man zhang yu puman. So conceit uh, hinders, obstructs non conceit. Yeah, this is uh, quite uh, easily understood. So it's like uh, if you say uh, hate versus non hate. Yeah. Uh, in the in the Buddhist teaching, there's a lot of emphasis on the opposite qualities, yeah, the counter qualities. And why? Because um, this is the very fundamental of how we cultivate. 
because two opposing states cannot coexist. And that's why when we consider, if you want to cultivate, uh, if you want to overcome hatred, then the Buddha's teaching is cultivate love or loving kindness. Yeah. Once you can familiarize familiarize yourself with loving kindness, then hatred, yeah, hatred and ill will, yeah, it doesn't not so easy for it to give rise. Yeah. Then uh, compassion or, or rather ill will is co- opposite of compassion. Yeah. Ill will and harmfulness countered by compassion. So here it's saying this uh, conceit and non-conceit. Yeah. But of course, uh, we have conceit. Then ask you to go and cultivate non-conceit. That's, if, you, if it's so simple and direct, then jump down. Huh? Yeah. It is actually linked to delusion and ignorance. Delusion and ignorance. <coughs> so, man yeah, so this is uh, the angle here is saying that um, when a person have uh, conceit then it basically means that you don't value those who are superior those who have merits and worthy noble qualities yeah. and as a result so you, you in your mind you are you don't have any uh, kind of deference attitude towards those who are worthy. Yeah. So I, as I highlight earlier, the angle of this paragraph here uh, is more on the implications or applications of conceit. Yeah. Because in in the core teachings of the of anatta, yeah, conceit is related and. Uh, it it actually d- dwells more on the number four, yeah, woman. Mm. Central in Buddhist teaching is actually the, about woman, and then from woman, then give rise to all the the other ones. Oh. So let's take a look. Mm. So man, yeah, so conceit, there are different forms of conceit. Yeah. So there are over here there's there's a listing of seven different types. Yeah, seven different types. Uh, in some other texts you may see subcategorization. Oh. So uh, don't be surprised. For example, uh, I've heard my, my seniors from Taiwan and they use the term Kung Gao Woman. And then over here, you notice there's no Gao Man. Yeah, but in other texts, there's Gao Man. So the Gao Man and Guo Man are actually, I think, synonymous. Uh, so when we learn this, you just take this as a set. Yeah, but don't assume that this is the... Uh, the way it's worded is the end all be all. Yeah, because in other texts, the, some of the phrasing is a bit different. Uh, so first category... Man, Yu Lia Ji Ji Sen Yu Dan Ji 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 Dan Sing Gao Ji Wei Sing. So over here you'll see this Ji uh, Ji all over the place. 
Yeah. So, yu lie. So this lie means inferior. Yeah. Inferior. Uh, uh, you. So here is it is talking about that with re- respect to uh, someone who is uh, factually inferior to you. Yeah. And then you discriminate. You discriminate yourself. You you discern yeah, uh, that you are superior. You consider, mm, I'm superior. Yeah. Then, So, with someone who is your equal, this dung is equal. So, you consider those who are your equal as your equal. But while all this is happening, you still feel mm, a sense of self-worth. So here there's something that is crucial. Uh, If you consider, with respect to someone who is your equal, eh, you still consider the person as your equal. Uh, there's some something here is to is that you you have to uh, consider this uh, for such a person with this sense of conceit and ego is to like you know how sometimes people say how tall are you or, or the person will say oh you're, you're just my same height you know uh, so from this you are just my same height that's the sense of ego as illustrated as if a person is not attached to a person's height don't bother whether you are the same height or not same height when a person is so attached to that person's height then you will always kind of compare then if it's the same height oh just same height not very tall also By itself, you you read it, no ego. Uh, but when you hear someone say, "You're just my height," uh, how, what 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 grade do you get? Got B. Uh, I also got B. You know, you ever hear some people when a person say, "Hey, I know how to do this," and then suddenly someone say, "I also know how to do it." Uh, it's uh, that sense of the ego. The first part is more prominent, more. The, the first part is clearer. First part, yeah. When someone is inferior, uh, factually, uh, here is talking about factual. So factually, uh, inferior to us. Uh, then the person actually consciously thinks, mm, I'm superior. Yeah. So similarly, some people don't just think inside their mind, some people will say it out. Wow, you only... Oh, you drive car. Oh, you only drive Mazda. <laughs> yeah. hey, those who drive Mazda don't think I, uh, I just, because I used to drive Mazda, I just, you know, most convenient word just come out. Later uh. yeah. I say Toyota. Later uh. I say, huh? you just drive BMW. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Then maybe that person drive Mas- what? Mesa- Maserati? Maserati? Is it? Is it correct? Oh, okay. Yeah. Someone told me about this brand. There. Oh, what is? I thought it's some like 
Italian pizza or no? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In fact, because I'm not into cars, so when the person told me that day, uh, it was some time back, uh, not not that day like last week, like you know, a few years back. When that person told me, wow, see, there's a Maserati. So I look, look, left, look, right. Cannot, don't know what to look out for. <laughs> Until the person told me the certain feature of, don't know, I think the front part, the, the grill or something. Uh, oh, oh, so that's a Maserati. So cool, uh, so cool. Don't know why it's Maserati. So if a person, wow, how lean want, want to show me, show off the Maserati to me, then and then <laughs> show the wrong person. <laughs> So this is the first one, yeah. So conceit. Uh, so uh, next one, guoman, yeah, guoman. So guoman, I believe in some other places is called gaoman. Now let's take a look. So guoman uh, will be um, uh, what's that word? Uh? Uh, Over, over conceit uh. Let's just call it over conceit first. Uh. <laughs> 余等积极胜余胜积极等心高举为性 uh, So this is very clearly conceit. Yeah, you are oh yeah overestimation uh, or not uh, or not overestimate. The next one is overestimation. This one is blowing yourself up. Really, uh, putting yourself higher than what you are. Yeah, putting yourself higher than what you are. Yeah. The reason why I reserve overestimation for the next one is because the next one uh, has a has a common translation inside the Vinaya. Yeah, I'll highlight in a short while. So this first one. Firstly, this guoman, guoman, yeah, so someone who is your equal, oh, this guy is this guy's ego is so big that he consider no no you are actually uh, although you, uh, you although you are actually we are actually equal but how tall are you? Huh? One eight uh? No no I think I'm taller than you right? Huh? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, after I learned all this, then I think back, oh yeah, I, I actually encountered people be- like that before. Then I keep com- Like, in my whole life, I, I, I rarely, if ever, compare my heart with people. I mean, even when I was a kid, I was not that tall. So I never had this mindset to compare. But then, throughout my whole life, people keep coming to me. And, How tall you are? <laughs> then, it's always the... <laughs> those who are shorter who always try to... How tall are you? <laughs> And then some of them will have the kind of, oh, I think we are almost the same height. Uh. Until we look at the mirror, then we still the same So this is the example. Uh. Yeah. Uh, of course, ego is not limited to comparing height and comparing cars. Uh. Yeah. In all aspects. Yeah. In all aspects, uh, people like to compare. Yeah. So Chinese have a saying, Ren bi ren qi shi ren. Yeah. And by yourself, if you're going to compare, by yourself maybe it's okay. 
Even compare with others, oh, you compare today, tomorrow compare, 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 get yourself heart attack. Eh? <laughs> so, yu sheng ji 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 So, someone who is your superior, now this person with this big ego, yeah, with this uh, overcompensating ego, uh, what, what, what does he, he do? Huh? You are, no, we are just equal. That person is actually your, 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 your superior. Yeah? Uh, not, not in the sense of work. Huh? The person is actually better than you. But you consider, actually we are just equal. So in all cases, it's upshifted, yeah, upshifted. So sing kao ju wei sing, yeah, it's still the same, yeah. It is uh, uh, the the uh, this this uh, conceit, yeah, lift up the the heart, yeah, uplifting, cause the person to feel mm, haughty. So the next one, guo guo man. So by the expression, you can probably guess it's double of the first of the previous one. Guo guo man. I don't know how to translate this. Uh. you all go and figure out. <laughs> over over <laughs> estimation or over over compensation uh, conceit. Yu sheng ji ji sheng. So this is even worse than the previous case. Previous case, someone who is your superior, you just consider the person as equal. Not so bad. Now this 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 person, very clearly the person is your is ahead of you. Yeah? But you consider this person to be your inferior. Like you are even ahead. So when we talk about height, it's very clear. Yeah? So this third category is a person is Actually taller than, let's say Sifu, if let's say Sifu had this problem, uh, then, wow, taller than me? No, I think I'm taller than you. <laughs> can, you can you see how deluded the person will be? Mm. But of course, with reference to height of something physical, uh, maybe we, we may feel that it's easier, yeah? For us to just directly compare, you can tell. Yeah, but the th- the point here is that um, the person do not feel that way. Oh. So even if you physically stand to next to each other, the person may still not be convinced. Yeah. So inside the heart is still no, no. Actually, I'm taller than you. Maybe you wear, you know, super your or that your your shoe is very thick. No, your hair. Huh? You see your hair. Uh. <laughs> So n- number four, woman. Uh, this is actually the central part of uh, the Buddhist teaching. Yeah. So, uh, woman. Actually, it is the conceit of a self. Yeah, attachment to the self, the ego. Yu wu qi yun, sui ji wei wo wo suo xing gao ji wei xing. So this sub this uh, sub commentary is very interesting. This woman, they just use one line and describe it. Uh. Uh, in other commentaries, is a is a whole chapter on this. 
Yeah, because uh, this attachment to the self, yeah, uh, this this is actually central teaching in Buddhism. Yeah, central teaching. So, Yu Wu Yun, with regards to the five clinging aggregates, yeah, with regards to our mind and body, in other words, yeah, body and mind, form, feelings, perception, mental formations, and consciousness. Attachment to these five, as what? As me, mine, and myself. Yeah. You, may, you may wonder, eh? Sifu, I think you translate wrongly. Uh, so if you look at the, the Chinese text uh, and, the, and the Pali English translation, the, the same exact sutta on self, uh, Chinese, they condense the two. Yeah? And condense three into two. So war, war, so. So in the, the English translation for Pali text, they put it as mind, me, and myself. Yeah. So if you consider mind and myself, uh, the me and myself is basically it can be combined to just self. Yeah. Or myself is actually part of mind. Yeah. So Chinese for the Chinese text throughout, uh, I think most of the translations. They just put war, war, so. In other words, that which is me and that which belongs to me. War, so. War, so, yong, yu. The war, so, the so, um, in, in, uh, in, in Buddhism, especially Yogacara, the nun and so. Yeah, nun is the uh, doer, so is the is the recipient. Yeah. So uh, another level is the uh, subject, subject and object. Yeah. Subject and object. So in this case subject is self, yeah, then object belongs to the self. Yeah. In uh, let me make it super layman. Uh, yeah. Me and my possessions. I <laughs> got it. <laughs> I was trying to give you the technical translation because if you uh, like you are not limited to reading this text now or attend this class if you read some of the other texts that is a bit more technical they will not say me and my possessions yeah. so they, they may use terms like self and then the, the, the me, mine and myself yeah. so this is the, the translation so what does this mean? it means the woman woman itself uh, in some Buddhist texts woman and man is basically actually talking about the same thing yeah so in some places the man here is actually jiao uh, man jiao man yeah so as I mentioned earlier we learned this text I still teach according to this but I must highlight to you uh, some of the sub-commentaries Man and woman is basically talking about the same thing. Yeah. Uh, because ultimately in Buddhism, woman or the conceit, conceit, arahan under the arahan um, cultivation, right? The arahan overcome the ten fetters. 
yeah, the lower five and the top higher five factors. So the lower five we have gone through before, uh, psychiatry, uh, identity self uh, of a self, identity view, then attachment to uh, those uh, principles and pra the, the pra practices, yeah, precepts that are actually uh, not supportive of the of the uh, practices of the path. Then we have doubt. Uh, this, if you overcome these three, then you attain sotapanna. So at sotapanna, they already remove the wrong view of the self. Yeah. So this, this the wrong view of the self come from the conceit. Yeah. So when is conceit removed? After these three, then remove greed and desire, and hatred and ill will. So if you remove these five, you have reached stage three. Then how about stage two? Stage two didn't remove. Stage two just attenuate, reduce it. Yeah. So if you just reduce, you remove these three, reduce these two, then you attain what we call uh, Sakadagami. Yeah. So once returner. If you totally remove it, you become an Anagami, non-returner. Then no more human rebirth, no more lower uh, realm rebirth. Wow. Happy. <laughs> uh, you'll be reborn in the uh, form world, yeah, the five pure abbots. So uh, the Arahant further remove five more. So craving for form existence, craving for formless existence, then remove restlessness remove uh, conceit and ignorance yeah. so that's why I, for me uh, I don't consider this conceit to be equivalent yeah. because for the Arahant yeah, of course Arahant will remove this conceit as defined here as well but Arahant more correctly remove the the, um, the number 4 the concept that Arahan removed is actually number four. Yeah, number four. So number four is actually the root. But if you look at it in terms of words, eh, number one seems to be the root. Yeah, but I, I, I must highlight that this is not the case. Number four is the root. And that's why in some other texts, uh, number four is written as woman and man. Is equivalent. Then number one, in some places, considered Jiao Man. Yeah. So in, in in most of the English translation, uh, they don't have a specific one for translation for woman. It's just called conceit. Uh, there's no self conceit. Conceit is is related to self. Don't have to add another self. So highlight uh, Let me repeat uh, Number four is the central part of uh, all the different seven categories. Yeah. So when we talk about uh, uh, when we talk about the the cultivation of anatta or the doing contemplation on no self, yeah, it basically attacks. The first three, the first, the sakya diti, yeah, 
the wrong view of a self. So this wrong view of a self is is related to the the number nine, yeah, which is the conceit. Yeah, from conceit, then it gives rise to the wrong view of a self. Yeah. Then conceit, where does it come from? It arises from ignorance. So ultimately, end of day is always ignorance. Yeah. Uh, but uh, if you try to go and cut it directly, not so easy as well. Yeah, because if you are still overwhelmed by the other uh, factors such as sensual desire, such as hatred and ill will, uh, your mind is too too agitated. Yeah, too agitated. So. Long time ago, when I first uh, went to US for the uh, meditation retreat, then uh, my teacher, uh, my late ordination teacher, I was not ordained yet, so he he asked him like, so what what contemplation should I do? And he looked at me and he said, go and contemplate on no self. So then, when I came back, I told my family. Then my sister laughed at me. I think maybe, maybe my mom laughed also. <laughs> All of them think, ah, I see big ego, so ask you to contemplate on no self. But uh, later on, as I learn more, then I realize, ah, actually it's not about whether you've got big ego or small ego. Everybody must contemplate on no self, yeah, because that is the key to enlightenment. That is the key to enlightenment. So, uh, we'll come back to this number four again, yeah, after we finish five, six, seven, okay? So, number five, So, this is actually found inside the Vinaya, yeah? So, it's related to one of the precepts uh, on lying. On lying. So, for example, uh, if a person were to, um, let's say, uh, okay, so give you the the lowest level of lying first. Huh? So, uh, what is this? Sweet. It's a sweet. Now, if Sifu say, uh, this is a cat. Let's say, let's say, uh, I'm not saying this is a cat, okay? <laughs> so if Sifu say that this is a cat, this is a stupid liar. <laughs> this is too obvious, isn't it? Yeah. But, okay, let's say this is a hex, right? So, is it hex? Uh? Yeah, hex. So then I say, no, this is a uh, polo suite. Yeah. Now, um, so the definition of a lie is that you are saying something that is untrue. Yeah. Then in terms of precepts, you must say it to someone who can understand, and the person must understand. Yeah. So in order to do it, you know, there's a whole process. So now the question is, um, number one is you must know do it knowingly. So for example, just now I double check that it's hex. Yeah. But if 
and I say that then I confirm this sex then I say that it's polo it, it, it says such a sweet as polo uh, that is underground thing right a yeah, long time never did that uh, so if I know that this is hex then I go and tell you no this is polo then I'm telling a lie but what if I really think this this is polo then I tell you no this is polo I'm not telling a lie yeah, so it's not just about whether it's true or not it's whether you you consciously say that it's true or not you consciously know that it's not true and then you say that it's, it's something uh, then it's a lie so some students have asked me hey Sifu like someone asked me how much something is for example uh, then I said that uh, uh, it's $25 then later I happened to find the receipt it's $24.99 did I commit lying? so technically actually you didn't lie yeah because if at that point of saying you uh, you really think that it's $25 then you didn't lie yeah. so very interestingly you look at most any legal documents when you sign the declaration says uh, I so and so uh, to the best of my knowledge <laughs> so some of these are very interesting because like the way the the Vinaya is worded was from 2000 over years ago but today you can see similar wordings in legal documents that uh, as long as it's to your best knowledge yeah. and that's why later when they have to if it if it comes up to be tr- false then they must prove that it was not uh, true in what sense they, they can show that hey no you say that to your best knowledge but there's an email huh? the email states that the date was before this date and then you even reply to it <laughs> if you didn't read it then you can still say ignorance I didn't know I, I didn't read that it went to spam uh, no 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 you didn't go to spam you reply to it and the person reply and then you argue some more uh, then how can you still say that to my best knowledge unless you say oh but after that week I had a car accident then I woke up then I signed the document <laughs> whatever lah. so just to lay some uh, groundworks about lying but then in Buddhist teaching if you just if you, even if a person consciously lies about this this is xiao wang yu it means lying of, a, uh, of the lower degree so that's da wang yu. Uh, that one is very heavy. So is da wang yu. That means lying to the high degree. It is if a person not having attained superior states, make claims of superior states, acknowledge, agree to claims of superior states, uh, then the person commit the the offense of lying to the high degree. Yeah. So for example. Wow. You, you come for a meditation class you go for a retreat wow. then you see it eh? wow. seems quite good then someone uh, then after that wow. you tell people hmm I have attained jhana but you know that you have not attained jhana the key thing is you know you have not attained jhana then you tell people oh, today's sitting was quite good entered first jhana almost second jhana but didn't go or, or. 
jalan. You have committed that higher degree offense. Second scenario, someone, uh, you, you will go for retreat. You keep your mouth shut, yeah, noble silence. Then someone, wow, eh, wow, the who and who, wow, good meditator, wow, he's a super yogi. Wow, he, I think he got first jhana. Eh, don't know, eh, eh go and ask him, go and ask him. Or ask her, eh, heard that you got jhana. Then you, You never shake your head, you never nod your head, you just keep quiet. Silence by silence, and then the and then and because of that they yeah, don't ask much you see, The moment you hear the person interpreting it as that you have first jhana and you don't say anything, you have committed that offense. So if someone praise you of course, if a person prays that, wow, hey, you slim down. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> wow, many people happy. Uh. But Chinese being Chinese, no, uh, actually I put on weight. But actually maybe lying also. <laughs> actually you slim down, then you also want to. But if a person, in a way, I'm not saying that that's okay also. Uh. I'm not saying it's okay, okay? Uh, that is considered the lower offense. But if you, if someone prays you, saying that, wow, you got jhana, for example, or, or you make some comments and the person then other people say whoa this person got psychic power uh, whether it's jhana psychic power or uh, enlightenment these three all these categories are considered superior states yeah so if you make such a claim or someone uh, claim that you have attained this and you don't refute you have committed a higher offense so how is all this related to Zhen Shang Man? Uh, this is overestimation. You really think that you have attained jhana. Then you tell people that you have attained jhana, but you didn't attain jhana. So you didn't break the rule on uh, lying of the high degree, but you, are, you have the wrong uh, and fault of Zhen Shang Man. Yeah. So conceit or overestimation of your own capabilities your own attainment you didn't attain uh, uh, that you have psychic power you actually don't have yeah. and for whatever reason people say that you have psychic power then you didn't refute it you, and it's because you really think you have psychic power but man is you really think you have but actually you don't have uh, so 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 this is due to your own overestimation. So within the sutra, yeah, in some sutras, uh, there's the, the mention about the rains retreat. Yeah, once a year for three months, the first three months or the second three months. The monks, they would uh, gather uh, at different places to observe the rains for three months. So they will not go anywhere, they will practice together and they will learn from one another and if the Buddha is there they will consult him on questions and so on and so forth after three months then there will be a session where all the Sangha will, who are in the area will gather together then they will uh, they, then they will do something called uh, uh, they will uh, 
each person will come in front of everybody and then everybody will give comments yeah. how you have performed during these three months uh, what you have, you have done well and what you have done not so well that you should improve upon then at the same time some of them will come to the Buddha to declare yeah, to report uh, like report uh, uh, let's say if you are reporting to to, to, uh, to Buddha then of course you are, oh blessed one uh, I have uh, practiced this and that so some of them will uh, report to the Buddha ah I have attained or let's say the attainment of uh, first jhana is reached second jhana third jhana fourth jhana I have perfected the, the spiritual power of the divine eye. I have perfected so on and so forth. Yeah. Uh, I have removed the three lower factors, attaining sotapanna, for example. So usually the Buddha would not say anything. Yeah. And he would just... Mm. And maybe at the end of the whole thing, then he may just comment and say, ah, it is wonderful. Uh, how, many, how many of the monks have attained this stage? And so on and so forth. Once in a while, you'll see in some sutta, the Buddha say, earlier on, those bhikkhus, they have uh, committed overestimation. <laughs> yeah. Indicating that they haven't reached that stage yet. Yeah. Uh, so, this turn sum is basically that. Yu wei de de zhen sang su shen suo zhen zi fa ji huo so this is basically what I've explained earlier that uh, with respect to the superior states we think we genuinely think ah I have attained not that you know you didn't attain then you go and claim if you claim knowing that you Claim that you attain, knowing that you didn't attain, uh, that is a heavy offense of lying. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes we we kalangkamu, then uh, sometimes uh, I'm not saying it's correct, uh, but sometimes maybe when you cultivate for so long, then no results, then suddenly hey, got a bit of result, you wow, too excited, you misinterpret it. Yeah. So then it's under this overestimation. But don't take it as a as a loophole, uh, then or oh, anyhow go and claim. <laughs> because all it takes is that one moment you actually know that you have not attained and then you go and complete the whole statement. Bye bye. <laughs> so uh Yeah. So here here they limit only to the uh, the enlightened states, yeah. Uh, the what we call superior states over here in the text it only includes uh, the enlightened states and those concentration states, yeah. Uh, but in other texts it also includes claims to uh, spiritual powers, yeah, like divine eye la, ability to to hear at a distance la, and so on and so forth. San Ming Liu Tong, everything included. Yeah, the three knowledges, making claims to the three knowledges, to the six spiritual powers, 
If you don't have and you make a claim, oh, then it's a heavy offence. If you really think you have, uh, but actually you don't have, then it's under this category. Oh. So, Sorry, uh, jam break. Uh. Uh, give me a minute. Jing,金,金,金,金,金,金,金,金,金,金,金,金,金,金,金,金,金,金,金,金,金,金,金,金,金,金,金,金,金,金,金,金,金,金,金,金,金,金,金,金,金,金,金,金,金,金,金,金,
uh, for most people to hear that inferiority complex is a form of ego seems like an oxymoron uh. how can someone who is inferior have ego yeah. so in Buddhism the whole concept of ego or conceit is not simply about being proud it's the fundamental mm, which is the attachment to things and identifying this as me as mine and my very self yeah. this whole process of identification Then with respect to to the different individuals, then it gives rise to different expressions. Uh, different expressions. So number seven, Xie Man. So Zhi自己实际上没有功德, uh, so a person here is referring to a person uh, actually don't have any virtues, yeah, any merits. Uh, this Wang of course, you those who can who understand uh, Chinese, you know that this is the, the this is a uh, deluded or distorted uh, discrimination. Uh, it's not the forget, uh. Although it sounds the same, Wang but it's different, okay? Yeah. Wang So deludedly discriminate and think that uh, they themselves have merit. Ying mm. Sing Yeah, that's why it's called Sieman. So it is rooted to having a wrong view. Yeah. The person they themselves actually have no nothing worthy no merits uh, but the person think uh, because of a wrong view thinks that the person themselves they have oh, I have so this merit I have that merit and as a result also have ego but in actual fact nothing to be proud of yeah, yeah nothing to be proud of so this is Siemak So this can be a checklist. Uh, you can go back. Yeah, don't do it now. Uh. If you do it now, you may start to cry. So <laughs> go back and then you you can do a checklist. Do I have man? Do I have conceit? Do I have over conceit? Do I have extremely over conceit? <laughs> and so on. Yeah. So I want to come back to. <laughs> Number four, woman. Yeah, because this is the central teaching on conceit. Yeah, this is the central teaching on conceit. Yeah, Yu Wu Wu Yeah, so uh, early on I mentioned about how uh, the conceit in uh, the f- ten factors, yeah, the conceit is actually referring to this, yeah. Uh, uh, the considering that the form, feelings, perception, mental formations, and consciousness as attached to this as self, yeah. 
Then how about Sakaya Diti? Sakaya Diti is the view, yeah, the view that this is self. Mm. Attachment to the view. The conceit is this attachment itself. Yeah, so it's two different levels. In the Yogacara school, we consider these two levels, uh, we give it another name. So the Sakaya Diti, which is the view, we can call it Fen Bie Wotsu. Fen Bie Wotsu. Or it's linked to that. So both are attachment, but one is uh, through, through thinking, through discrimination. Then you have the attachment. Yeah, this is a high, higher level. When I say higher level, it doesn't mean it's better. It is. It means that it is the more, uh, the the grosser form. Okay. Then conceit, we call it ju sen wozi. Ju sen wozi. Ju sen, ju sen. This phrase means, uh, it almost mean, means that, yeah, like. The moment you are born, you, you have it. Like, you are born with it. Uh, so, uh, you can say it's, it's almost like inborn. But you must be careful. Uh, in Yoga Chara school, in a way, we are allowed to use this term. But if you bring in Madhyamika school, then inborn means inherent. Then, in Madhyamika school, bang. Where is there inborn? No inborn. Wu Zi Xing. So in Yugoshara school, there are some uh, subtle differences in this way. So over here, when they say Ju Sen, it is referring to the fact that since beginningless time, the moment we are born, the ego is already there. The conceit is there. So it's as good as being inborn. But it doesn't mean that it's permanent. So it's still not inherent. Okay, uh, so um, yeah. So how do we distinguish between these two? So the example I often give people is this. Uh, take for example, someone is in the, let's say, kappa. Yeah, uh, and then. He, the person uh, drive and then park his car and then actually there was someone else who was going to park and then he didn't see he just parked inside so the person so the person who just parked his car have a fright that moment when he has a fright imagine yourself in this situation again okay? and someone suddenly when you have a fright do you think or oh, I, Roger, I'm frightened. You don't think in this way. You just think, oh, you just even don't think. You just have a fright. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you're crossing the street and suddenly, bang, you don't think, oh, uh, I, Tan Lai Huat, NRC number, what, uh, manager of an MNC, what, what. Uh, you don't think in all this way. Yeah. In that moment, the moment you hear that, eh, this is a very direct expression or the result of the ego. Yeah, that very deep, it's actually very deep, but yet very subtle as well. Yeah. 
but there's no abstract thinking involved. After the fact of the initial, then you turn around and then you come out of the car and then you go outside. Why did you horn at me? Uh, at, that, at this point, a bit of the, the abstract thinking come up already. Then maybe you may even say, do you know who I am? <laughs> At that point, when when a person says, Do you know who I am? What is he thinking? I am so and so. Yeah. So all this so and so is identified as me. Yeah. So this is the Fen Bier Wotsu. Fen Bier Wotsu. This identity review, identifying with all these things as me. But fundamentally, identifying with this body as me. Sakya Diti, the strict definition is identifying with this body. This, uh, some texts say just this physical body. Yeah. Uh, but strictly speaking, is identifying with the five aggregates, which would include all the other abstract uh, concepts. Yeah. Like, do you know who I am? I am the CEO of this company. Why you cannot park here? Ah, things like that. Yeah. But at the moment when you are in the car, and then you get on, the split second when you have that, you don't think, I am the CEO, I am having a fright. <laughs> you don't think in this way. Yeah. And it is because of these two levels that uh, sometimes you have a lot of funny encounter yeah. uh, let's say the person is at work yeah, this person maybe is an entry level staff then uh, uh, in a bad mood yeah. someone uh, call and then hello eh? no, nobody answer yeah, then put down then after hello Hello, hello, hello. Nobody put down. Then, after a while, hello. Yes, yes. Uh, who is that? Uh, this is the uh, uh, senior VP. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, ah, uh, yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. So, the the because of that, um, when we talk about this identification. We usually talk about identifying to ourselves, but this 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 form of thinking functions in all directions. Yeah. So while we are attached to things as ourselves, we also identify that with that person, the role with that person. So the moment when the person calls, you still don't know who that person is. So without that, we 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 may say anything we want to say. But once we know that person's role, yeah, or the person is senior VP or calling, then we, uh, it changes. Then, with respect to a senior VP or that person's role, so uh, it's still back to attachment to this ego, uh, yeah. So okay, better speak nicely. Hello, yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. In our day-to-day life, all these things are always happening. While coming here was 
sharing with uh, about how uh, some of you may have seen there was this car accident the motorbike wants to filter uh, I didn't see clearly whether it was motorbike signal or not uh, but in any case the motorbike tried to filter there seems to be a car length then the, mo when the moment the motorbike is close by almost entering the lane the the car behind will speed up so the motor move away speed up to close the gap don't let you come in then after that the motorbike move away then the car keep a distance again then after that motorbike try again the car speed up again then wow, it's very dangerous almost like Hollywood then the next moment is really Hollywood suddenly the car that was doing this suddenly uh, according to the maybe you all can go and take a look at the video then you let me know uh. it seems like the car even tried to like you know move over and like like uh, side swipe that car that, that motorbike but in that process she go out of control then go to the other side of course in my mind some people may say, oh, instant karma. <laughs> yeah, but I also feel, ah, In a way, it, can, it, it may well be that, you know, if the person has some karma going to happen, then the, that incident caused him to trigger it further. Yeah. But if you examine, not the traffic rules, you examine the mindset of these two persons, uh, I personally cannot read mine, uh, so I'm just speculating. Yeah. At the end of the day, if a if a motor motorcycle or another car wants to filter in, what is stopping us from letting the person filter in? Yeah. So in my opinion, it boils down to ego. Uh. Yeah. Whether it's the it's the abstract ego or the subtle ego, yeah, deep seated ego. I can't tell. Uh, I cannot read the person's mind. But it has to be one of these. Yeah. Uh, of course, in Singapore, sometimes it's also not just related to th these egos, uh, but it's our attachment. Attachment to uh, what we think as mine. This is my lane. This is my right of way. You cannot cut in. Uh, but why cannot? Uh, so don't know. Because of this, an accident. So last thing I want to say about this uh, woman, um, I mentioned earlier about how uh, in Buddhism uh, we all have to do the contemplation on no self. Yeah, and this is directly related to the no self. So the conceit, yeah, conceit and ego is directly linked to this attachment to the five aggregates. So in the Buddhist teaching, uh, various schools have further refined it, yeah, but they all point back to this uh, to directly examine the five aggregates. Yeah. So in Chinese we call it Wu or Guan. In English it's basically 
contemplation on no self. So, uh, if we look at the Pali Canon, yeah, we go through Pali Canon first. Uh, uh, there are many suttas on this, <coughs> and it's it's basically a back and forth Q and A between the Buddha and the disciples, and the Buddha would start off asking the question: Consider this, is form permanent or impermanent? Yeah, he would ask this question. And then the, the disciples will reply, uh, Blessed One, it is impermanent. Then the Buddha would further uh, ask, Is form which is impermanent subject to change? And they would in turn reply, Form which is subject to change is impermanent. Then the Buddha would uh, further ask, is form which is impermanent subject to change, subject to suffering? Yeah. So this sec second question or third question is whether is it subject to suffering? Yeah. But usually you re you will uh, it will the Buddha will repeat the whole sequence. Yeah. Form which is impermanent and is subject to uh, change is subject to suffering. Is it subject to suffering? They would in turn reply, form which is impermanent, subject to change, is subject to suffering. Yeah. Then, with that, the Buddha would ask them, is form which is impermanent, subject to change, subject to suffering, fit to be considered as mine, me, or myself? And then, come considering it, the they would reply to the Buddha, form which is impermanent, subject to change, subject to uh, impermanent, subject to change, subject to suffering, is not fit to be considered as mine, me, or myself. Uh, that would be for the first aggregate. Then, the Buddha would repeat the same thing, the same sequence, feelings, perception, mental formations, and consciousness. In the abridged, uh, in most of the texts, you will find the ab abridged version. You, the Buddha, had the opening in the same way. Uh, consider this: is feel are feelings permanent or impermanent? Yeah. And the same sequence will, will continue. Um, now, through this back and forth. Now you must know that uh, a crucial thing here is this. In in this sequence, there's no assumptions that the disciples will definitely agree or disagree. There's no assumptions that the disciples must say impermanent. And in fact, if you look at enough of the suttas, you'll find that not all of them attain arahanthood just like that. No? Not all of them attain sotapanna just like that. Some attain, some... <laughs> never attain. Uh, but the important thing here is that they, it's not a simple just give a model answer. And 
th- this is the crucial part in the Buddhist uh, contemplative tradition that when you consider these questions uh, I mean I, I really say it once you all know the formula already right yeah. so but when you do contemplation you cannot just give the answer like that because when they give the answer they probably went through a whole sequence of contemplation or maybe before the Buddha asked this sequence of questions they have they have heard this this teaching before yeah. maybe maybe the first time it was taught to this group of people uh, maybe 10 of them immediately attained Swatapana but the rest didn't so after that they go back and just now Buddha asked is it permanent or impermanent everybody say impermanent now hey, is it impermanent now and they ask hey, is it no of course impermanent now. everybody say impermanent now. Buddha also agree with her. you so always ask stupid question now. <laughs> and the person but you don't say like that ma. I really don't know <laughs> go and contemplate la. ok ok <laughs> contemplate so that thing go and contemplate then maybe he will go and ask the the senior monks, hey, how do you contemplate? La? Form, how do you contemplate whether it's impermanent or permanent? Then, okay, what is form? Then, ah, hey, I don't know. What's eh. yala? You never attend that lesson tree. <laughs> so, the whole process actually, when we hear this part of the sutta, is actually, in a way, the final part of the whole teachings already. Because at different times, the Buddha may teach them different things. Take for example his own son, Venerable uh, Rahula. At a young age, so the Buddha told him to... Venerable uh, Rahula wanted to learn the teachings. So the Buddha asked him, do you know the five aggregates? Then he, Venerable Rahula repeated, uh, five aggregates, is it form, feelings, perception, mental formation, consciousness? Uh, that I know. Okay, go and go and repeat that to the lay people. <laughs> he asked him to go and repeat to lay people. Uh, not qualified to teach monks. Go and teach lay people first. So just repeat. Repeat, repeat, repeat. Come back. Okay, done. Okay. Then after that, give more details. More and more, more, more details. Then after the the Buddha has seen that Venerable Rahula is very familiar with the five aggregates in and out all the details then the Buddha give the relationship uh, to link everything up so when we see those suttas where the Buddha asks this question and then it seems like everybody know the, know the answer is that they have gone through that sequence some of them in some suttas maybe they haven't gone through sequence and that's why at the end of the sutta they don't always say or oh, everybody or oh, oh, attain arahanthood no sometimes they will say they delight in it, that's it. Yeah. Sometimes they will say uh, the, 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 how many uh, of, the, of the monks atta- uh, penetrated into the, 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 the Dhamma eye, meaning that they have attained Sotapana. Then how many of them attained Sakatagami? Sometimes just stop there. Yeah. So this sequence, this sequence is uh, can be considered as the as the uh, as how contemplation of no self is done. Yeah, the the very early uh, or earliest form of 
contemplation on no self. How is that? Yeah. Uh, the later tradition um, sort of systematized this. Yeah. So today in uh, Chinese tradition, we have the specific, uh, in a way, topic called Wu Guan, contemplation on no self. So um, the uh, in in the in one of the texts that I'm, I was taught, the angle is slightly different, but actually points to the same thing. Mm. So it first say, uh, if you want to come to the understanding or the re- realization of no self, first you must know what is self. Mm. So what is self? Do you know what is self? <laughs> okay, let me just. That's a rhetorical question. Uh. So, the the by definition, what itself, So, uh, eternal, permanent, uh, unchanging, yeah, uh, has uh, independent uh, autonomy. Yeah, it's independent. So together, these three define what a self is supposed to be. So, Chang Heng Zhu. Chang Heng Zhu. Jing Chang the Chang. Then, Yong Heng the Heng. Zhu. Zhu Zai Nali the Zhu. Chang Heng Zhu. Then, Bu Bian Yi. 变，变化的变，异，差异的异，啊，不变异，主宰性，主宰，呀，in control，呀，so this 主宰性 has that independence meaning，so this three together， 呃，is a definition of what a self is。so very interestingly，嗯，when I first learned this。I was like, ah, how the hell? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that was my thinking process. Uh. Like, how did anyone <laughs> come up with this definition? So, uh, at some point, so my my teacher explained that that's how uh, the ascetics from other schools, some of them, they have this view. Mm. They came up with this view. That this is what we call a self. It must fulfill all these qualities. So, when we when we consider these three definitions, you must know that this is not defined by us. Uh. This is not defined by the Buddha as self. Okay, he is just referring to how the ascetics from other schools define it. Because in other schools, today we use the word self. Yeah. But in ancient India, yeah, in the Buddha's time, uh, the 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 Brahmins, they have this teaching on Brahma as the Maha Atman, the Great Atman, the Great Self, and then individually is the small self. Yeah, small Atman, Chula, Chula Atman. <laughs> Maybe you can call Chula Atman. The small self, 
and then for them they ultimately want to connect back with the big self so um, some of you may think hey, how did they come up with this idea yeah, so it is related to how they observe uh, the the world yeah and so then you consider uh, if you consider this body as self yeah but everybody knows that this but this body will die and then you decay yeah you decompose so in the text it says ah so those masters of old they consider this body can change but besides this body there's some essence that doesn't change even when from young to old there's some essence that don't change and then one day you die but that essence is permanent is everlasting you will go on and on and on yeah and this essence is what drives our decisions is is the essence of who we are so it is independent it has autonomy yeah so in all these various ways they form up this uh, to us we, we call it the concept of what the self is so um, if you look at the Abhidhamma the commentary it is already formulated packaged in this way yeah if you look at the references you can still find oh this is from what what uh, ascetic and so on if you go directly to the Pali Canon uh, then you see the Buddha in one of the sutta uh, the Brahma net of views yeah, or, the, or the net of views rather the net of views so in this sutta the Buddha highlighted 62 different wrong views yeah, 62 different wrong views and these 62 different wrong views are different permutation of uh, the attachment to the five aggregates uh, identifying with it as self and, so, and sometimes some permutation is uh, the Chinese I remember the Chinese text Ji Yun Wei Wo Li Yun Wei Wo the different different permutation so some of it uh, refers to form as I some feelings as I and so on some uh, says that uh, five aggregates is not the self but there's a self within the five aggregates then some say uh, apart from the five aggregates there's a self and the five aggregates depend and belongs to the self so all kinds of permutation and each of these the Buddha question and challenge and refute yeah, and dismiss yeah, so uh, all this distilled boil down to and the Buddha asked the question yeah, with reference to the five aggregates yeah, is there anything that is permanent that's why there's this question is it permanent or impermanent because for the um, ascetics in those days, that definition of a self must be an, uh, a 
permanent, unchanging entity, essence. Yeah. That and as by the definition of essence, it is independent. If essence can be affected by other things, it's not an essence. You know how sometimes you say, ah, that person will not change. Uh, he is like that. Yeah. That he is like that. That that is his essence. So that essence cannot change. He can grow old, but he will still be like that. <laughs> yeah. So we, we, in our common uh, interaction, we make such statements. Yeah. Uh, unconsciously, we are asserting that that there is an essence that don't change, and the essence is what we see as maybe the person's mindset, the person's behavior, and so on and so forth. Sing. Uh, so uh, can be considered sing, but uh, here is talking about the uh, self war. Yeah. Yeah. This three considered war. So then the question is, okay, then how do we cultivate no self? Or rather, uh, how can we eradicate the wrong view of a self? So just now I, I just mentioned about how uh, in the Buddha's time, the ascetics had this notion of a self. So when the Buddha, uh, the Buddha have a, in a way, Q&A with them, the Buddha went directly to their reference point. You say what? You tell me what is a self. In fact, in some suttas, this is exactly what the Buddha said. Let's not talk about my teaching. You, you tell me what is your teaching. Then they uh, they come out with their framework. Then the Buddha tear it down. <laughs> yeah. So, um, in our day to day life. Yeah. Uh, do you? have this notion, same notion of a self where you consider that there's an essence that is permanent and so on and so forth consciously we don't think in this way but um, innately we seem to think in this way take for example uh, if you try to recall let's say um, one year ago, yeah, I don't know what you were doing one year ago, but try to imagine or try to recall. So, who is that person one year ago? Is it you, or is it not you? So, if it's you, then we go further. Uh, when you were let's say 10 year old is that 10 year old you or is it not you of course we all have to agree that it's you uh. <laughs> yeah. but if it's you then uh, physically I don't think any of you are the same size uh, 
10 year old to now. Yeah. No matter how small size some of you are, I think 10 year old and now should have changed. So um, from here we can say that, oh, okay, uh, physically we may have changed. But if, if that is you and this is you, then so what is what is the thing that didn't change? I didn't change or if everything changed, if if we if we say no 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 Sifu, I disagree. Everything changed. If we say everything changed, then the ten year old you and the the don't know how many year old you now, uh, then it's two different things. If it's two different things, then it's not the same thing. Of course, by definition. Then if it's not the same thing, then if that is you, then this is not you. If this is you, then that is not you. So which is you? You see the dilemma here, the paradox here? Uh, and that's why, uh, despite the fact that when we think through, yeah, logically, that is not, that is the, not the same as this. Physically and mentally, emotionally, everything has changed. But it seems like it's still you. It's you who who was crying on the first day of kindergarten or nursery, struggling with your mom. <laughs> yeah, it's you every day, every morning, your mommy pulling you out of the... Okay, some, for some of you, maybe you, you, you are the one dragging your mommy <laughs> out of bed. Uh, but for most, no. Yeah. If we draw nearer, it is you who took a cab, took a bus, took a train, then walk up the stairs and then sit down here. But... That, that you and your, the you now, is it the same? Actually, it's not the same. So which is the real you? That you or this you? If they are not the same, then only one of them is you. But if only one of them is you, then none of it is really you. <laughs> because that you is gone already. Yet it still feels like that is also you, this is also you. So very subtly, unconsciously, we actually when we say unconsciously, it means that you are not consciously thinking, oh uh, apart from this existence there is something else that is going from moment to moment. We don't consciously think about it. But when you sit down and you consider, then eh, the way we act, the way we behave, the way we think, the way we consider things, we, we seem to have an invisible thread linking uh, ourselves <laughs> from 10 years old to now. So in some religion, then they consciously call it the self, the soul, the Atman. Yeah. In Buddhism, uh, we are not saying that there is such a thing and then we throw it away. Yeah. We are also not saying, ah, let go of the small self, embrace the bigger self, which is quite a common statement today in Buddhism. 
in some Buddhist tradition, the antidote to ego, some some traditions, some communities actually purport that as a way to overcome your ego. That is actually Put aside your small ego. Embrace the big ego. That is actually a direct descendant of the Brahminic teachings. Now masqueraded as as Buddha Dhamma in some community. And some may even mix in with some Buddhist teaching and then say that, oh, you know, uh, and most prominently, usually not found in Theravada tradition, not to be fair. Mahana tradition, then sometimes they will mix it up, you know, say that, no, Bodhisattva, what? Actually, Bodhisattva don't have this kind of wrong views. uh. So, this this my pet topic, uh, so I can go on forever. But I just want to s- highlight two last thing, last two last thing. Yeah, the first thing is uh, because most of us don't consciously think of a soul or a self. So, and most of us on a day to day basis, we don't consciously think, "Wow, you insult this form, feelings, perception, mental formation, and consciousness." Uh. We don't consciously think in this way. And that's why many times when you sit down and let's say you meditate and then you contemplate, is form permanent? Yes, is uh, no. is form permanent or impermanent? Yes, it's impermanent. Is it subject to change? Yes. You can agree with everything. But after that you step out of it or you halfway through your contemplation, then someone at home to turn on the TV and then start laughing. Then immediately, hey, cannot see, you cannot see that I'm meditating. Uh. Yeah, so there's a disconnect, you know. There's a disconnect between uh, our, our usual interaction and how we contemplate our teachings. First thing I want to highlight, not suggesting that the teaching is wrong. The teaching is correct. But as I've mentioned in the Heart Sutra, the teaching goes into the fundamental building blocks. But most of the time when we are having interaction, we are not interacting at that fundamental level. Although the fundamental building blocks are constantly in action. Where we discriminate. Yeah, the discriminating level is not at that lower level. We are discriminating at the uh, level of roles. Yeah the different roles that we identify with. We identify with our role as a mother, as a father, as an accountant, as an engineer, as a CFO, as a manager, as a whatever. Not all of us identify so strongly, to be fair. But to the extent that we identify, to the extent we will be affected, by this rule. So then, so, so, this is just to give you all a start. Uh. Yeah. This is the angle that you all can start off with before 
you know, go into the five aggregates. Or I would recommend doing it in parallel. Yeah. Because the five aggregates is ultimately what you need to tackle also. If you can go straight into the five aggregates, don't waste time and look at Rosa. <laughs> okay? Yeah, because if you can look at the five aggregates and uh, really overcome your attachment, then all the other roles will just fit away. You cannot you cannot exist by yourself. So uh, I think is it is it time already? Um, Give me, give me three to five minutes, huh? Okay. Because Kali, you know, I give you this part. Then tonight, three or five of you attain arahan. <laughs> then I don't give. Then next week, don't know what. <laughs> so um, try this, okay? So in terms of the roles, uh, in the Hatsu Trunk class, I I do this uh, the the Who Am I chart, yeah. So some of you have done it before. How many of you have not done it before? Only two of you. Ah. The rest of you all done it, done the who am I before? Oh, then good. Lah. Only two of you left. So after class, look for me. Lah. Ah. So but so the who am I chart, if you recall, uh, because I introduced it in the Heart Sutra, I used the concept of dependent uh, or conditional arising existence to break it up, yeah, to help us realize that these rules are not inherent. So because this is Yogacara, then the anger is a bit different. Yeah. So the anger is that all these rules are just labels. Yeah. You must remember, all these rules are just labels. Labels don't have substance. And because labels have no substance, they are void. Yeah, they are empty. They are ultimately all void. So uh, anything that is based on a label, yeah, they have no substance. Then why do you get so upset over something that has no substance? So for some people, uh, they are very sensitized to uh, words and concepts. So uh, this angle may help such a person to quite quickly, ah, oh yeah. But, be, but uh, there's another part of the equation which is, I think I mentioned right at the start of this year, which is that um, in what way do we say that labels have no substance words have no substance so it's the example that I gave much earlier which is we uh, mean that that's actually labels have only names and words it doesn't have essence has no meaning. 
In fact, it doesn't even have meaning, not to mention substance. How is this to be known? So, um, okay, the, the standard, let me give you the standard example first. So, everybody repeat after me water. Repeat again. Water. Repeat again. What did I drink? Can you drink the water that you just said? I cannot. <laughs> when you say the word water, did it quench your thirst? What quenched my thirst? <laughs> but water didn't quench our thirst. It's this thing here that we call water that quenched my thirst. So, what is this? Water. But if you ask a kid, what is this? Okay, kids nowadays will say water also. But if you ask uh, an ama who only speaks Hokkien, what is this? Wrong. If you ask what is this, the ama calls me. <laughs> yeah, of course, if the ama understand, it will say Zui. Yeah. Then if it's a Chinese ama who speaks Mandarin, then it will be Sui. Then a Malay ama, aye, yeah, uh, and so on and so forth. So first of all, um, if this has a name, then how can it have so many names? And then if the name has a has the uh, meaning, then it should have the function, but it doesn't have the function. Conventionally we all agree to call this water. So when I say, let me drink some water, you all can understand this. Yeah. If I say, Mizuo no mimasu, then only some of you will understand what I just said. Anybody? Okay. We'll discuss nobody. Later, I'm quite confident at the end of the class, there will be one student who will text me or come over. So I know what he said. Mizu no mimas means uh, drink water, something like that. Mizu yeah. is water. So, um, because if I use a language that you all don't know, when we say we don't know a language, it basically means that you don't know the agreement the agreement that ties the sound and the meaning together that ties the words with the meaning together when you say you know a language it means that you know uh, both the vocabulary and the grammar and so on vocabulary is the words and the meaning then grammar is the the, the, the rule of how you use it and all this all this in yoga is all empty. Why? Because it's just a convention. The trouble is, although it's a convention, because it's a convention, so the fact that we call this water, it is precisely because it's not water. That's why we must call it water. And because this is not water, so water is not water actually. That's why it has to be called water. 
on this thing? So water and this thing here, when we say this thing, it seems like there's no label. The thing is also label. That's why in Buddhism there's this concept or this teaching, ultimate reality has no labels. Because even things can actually have no labels. In this world, nothing has names. Names are always given. Sunrise, sunset. It's, it's a concept, it's a label. Everything is all just all these labels that help us to conceptualize, think, speak, and then interact and so on. The trouble is, after we use this label repeatedly, then we get so accustomed to it that we believe or we become attached to the label as having that meaning. Because throughout your whole life, you have never used the word water not with reference to this. So after using it for so long, you, you just think that water, the moment you say water, you think about this. The moment you see this, you, you, you see water. You see the word water. Or that you hear the sound water or something. But you must remember, even as we call it water, it is still, they are still disconnected. The only thing that link it is the language. The fact that we need language to call this water is precisely because this is not water. That's why we need that link. This link is called a name. But after using it for a long time, we think that this is a fixed link. And this in Yogacara is the fundamental of why we suffer. Because we are attached to all the things that are insubstantial. thinking that it is the real thing. And it is because of this disconnect that causes us to have false expectation, wrong expectation, leading to disappointment, leading to stress, leading to all kinds of uncertainty and fear. And if you come back from this water to the rose, think about it. Maybe... Uh, somebody give me a, a, a job position. Engineer. Engineer, let's say. So, when you first apply for the job, you're not an engineer yet. Then you apply, then you went through the interview, and then you are offered the role. You sign on the dollar line. After you sign on the dollar line, when you walk out, before you go into the office, to, to sign uh, you pass by the counter the person look at you after you sign and come out the person look at you does the person know that you are an engineer don't know you are an engineer because you, you, are, you never change actually but then because in your heart you have the added discrimination I have signed on the on the letter and now I'm an engineer assuming that is with immediate effect uh, don't come and tell me, oh, but Sufu, it's in fact next Monday. So, yeah, technically I'm not an engineer yet. <laughs> yeah. And so, can you see, 
that actually the the engineer the role of the engineer or the position of an engineer is imputed onto us just like a name water it has its own uh, related function and responsibility and all these things we don't deny that that's all these things are but even all these things are imputed also and yet after using it for a long time then we uh, attach to that this is a real thing and worse still water is just an external thing now we identify with this role engineer as who we are if I dare to share with you my little in, uh, conjecture you know how some studies have found that when some people get retrenched they go into depression some people when they have worked for a long time they retire to go into depression I mean this is an actual case uh. in Japan it's not only now 10-20 years ago it has been observed they go they will work until 60 plus they retire they go into depression yeah from this point of view the Yogashari point of view is that after all these years of conditioning the self and the engineer is one now suddenly you take that away forcibly who am I? <laughs> every day wake up who am I? <laughs> lost so go back and think about it who are you? we talk about no self no I so who am I? Put our palms together. Yen Xiao San Zhang Zhu Fan Nao. Yen the Zhui Zhen Ming Nao. Pu Yen Zhui Zhang Xi Xiao Chu. Shi Shi Chang Xing Pu Sa Dao. Amitabha. Chi Li.